Greetings and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com, the podcast program in which we study Parashat Shavua over the course of six podcasts broadcast during the week in which that parasha is read. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom, and it has indeed been a delight and an honor to be studying the second half of Sefer Shemot with you over these past few weeks. This is our final podcast as we are making a siyum on Sefer Shemot. We are in Parak Mem Pasuk Lamed Dalid, subsequent to all of the materials, structures, kelim, uh, furniture, as it were, for the Mishkan being constructed, all of the special clothes, both worn by Aharon and both worn and worn by his sons, as well as the special garments that cover the kelim when being transported. Uh, have been woven and prepared and everything brought before Moshe. And then, as we saw in the first part, the majority of Perak Mem, Moshe constructing everything and putting everything in its place. It's all ready to go. And then he took the Shem HaMishcha and anointed everything to sanctify it. And now there's one thing left, and that is for Hashem to accept this service, to accept this Avodah, and demonstrate that he indeed will cause his presence to reside among Bnei Yisrael. There really are several functions of the Mishkan. One of them is, as it's called, an Ohel Moed, a place for Hashem to meet with Bnei Israel and to meet with Moshe and to continue giving him mitzvot. The other thing is it's called Mishkan Ha'idut. It's where the testimony, the Luchot, the testify to Matan Torah reside. And third of all, it is Mishkan Hashem. It is a place for Hashem's presence to reside among Bnei Israel. And there are these three pieces come together uh, in, uh, in these final psukim. Both Mishkan Hashem, a residence for HaKadosh Baruch Hu among Bnei Yisrael, as at the very opening command in Perak Chafei Pasuk Chet, they, they shall make for me a Mikdash, and I will dwell among them. Second of all, as a place where the Edut, which is at the center, is protected by the kaporet and by the kruvim and by the parochet and by the ohel and all sorts of covers above it and it resides there properly and the third piece is of course for a place where hakadosh baruch Hu and moshe will continue to meet and hashem will continue to instruct the instruction happens in two ways one of them explicit one of them implicit the explicit instructions that take place start from the beginning or they're described at the beginning of the commands of the Mishkan, I will meet with you there, I will continue to tell you all the mitzvot. But they also, it also works in a different way, and we will see both of those ways here in these final Pesukim. Pesuk Alamed Dalet. Vaychase Anan et Ohel Moed. Chvod Adonai Malei et HaMishkan. So you notice in this short Pasuk that opens up the coda, really, to say for Shmot, that there are two different words used or terms used to describe this tent. One of them is Ohamoed, and one of them is Mishkan. And so, um, as Ibn Ezra points out in his commentary, that the Anan covers the Ohamoed because that's what's seen from the outside. And again, so much of what is informed, the whole second half of Sefer Shmot has been perception. What B'nai Israel see from the bottom of the mountain and what Moshe sees when he's going into the cloud at the top of the mountain. What B'nai Israel see when they look at Moshe's face. Uh, what B'nai Israel experience at the foot of Har Sinai. Different perspectives of what's seen and heard at different angles. And so from the 
If in the outside, the Anan covers what a tent, and it's the tent of Ohamoid. But the reality is inside, the Mishkan is filled with Kivod Hashem, with the glory of Hashem, with the presence of Hashem. And now we move to the next Pasuk, we find something that's a little bit troubling, and Chazal deal with it. Now, Kvod Adonai Maleta Mishkan is exactly what we saw in the previous Pasuk. It's exactly the same words and the same Tamim as we had in the previous Pasuk in the second half. But here, the first half tells us something else. Moshe was not able to come into Oil Moed because the Anan was there. And Hashem's presence filled the Mishkan, which explains why Moshe can't come in. However, this is problematic on several fronts. First of all, because the whole point of the Omoid was for Moshe to have communion, as it were, with Hashem, and that Hashem would meet with him from between the Kruvim. So that can easily be answered to say, Hashem will speak from between the Kruvim, but Moshe will be on the outside and will hear it. But if the cloud is covering it, that Moshe means Moshe is outside of the cloud. And as we saw in Matan Torah, when Hashem speaks to Moshe, the notion is Moshe will be inside the same cloud, and everybody will hear it from the outside. As we saw in Perak Yodet of Shmot, I will come to you and speak to you inside the cloud, and they'll all hear it from the outside. So Chazal go in, in, in a different way because there's also the, the, the uh, Pasuk at the very, very end of Parshat Naso in Perek Zion, Pasuk Petet of, uh, of, Nas, of uh, Bamidbar, where it talks about Moshe coming into the Oham Moed and Hashem speaking to him. And so how do we, how do we reconcile these things? So Rashi quotes the, uh, the Midrash Chachamim, Chatuba Charomer, Vo Moshe al Oham Moed, Hichriya Benehem. What's the The second half of the first, the, the end of the first half of our pasuk, uh, is, the recon, is the resolution to the problem. As long as the Anan was there, Moshe couldn't go in. But when the Anan was gone, Moshe could come in. So in other words, Moshe could not come into Ohamoid when the Anan was there. The Anan lifts off, then Moshe can come in. The only problem with that is that we will see at the end, in the next few psukim, that when the Anan lifts off, that means the Shekhinah is, as it were, departing and is leading us. That's the third kind, the other kind of instruction. The implicit instruction is that when the Anan lifts off and moves, it's time for us to travel. That's not a time for Moshe to come into the Mishkan and get instruction. That's a time for the Mishkan to be deconstructed and then to be moved and reset up elsewhere. So for that reason, several of the Rishonim go in a different direction. Rashbam, and in his footsteps, Chizkuni, answers as follows. That, and, and I'll quote the Rashbam here. Kishachan alav Rashbam says, Miyad. Now this is an important piece because in the previous Pasuk, Lamedalad, the Pasuk began with a Vav. And that was, Vayichas which means the Anan covered it. But the Sforno picks up on that and says, that Vav really connects it to the previous piece that we was the end of our previous podcast, which was the construction of the Chatzer. And his point was that immediately, as soon as the last piece was put into place, the Kavod came down. So it's immediate. And so the Rashbam, then picking up on that, says the following, Kishachan Alam Anan Miyad, 
the Anan came down immediately to show how much HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves Yisrael. Then the Anan left its place, covering the entire Ohel, and went only into the Kodesh Kodeshim, covered the Aron. That's where I will be, and I will speak with you. That's where I'm going to meet with you, Moshe. So Moshe was able to come into Omoed once the Anan had contracted itself to be over the Aron, and that's where he spoke. And then the Mashpam points out that the same thing existed with the dedication of the Beit HaMikdash. As we read in Malachim Aleph Perak Ched, the Kohanim could not serve because the cloud covered the entire place. And yet, that's Bishat Tashlamat Tabayit. So the presence of the Anan was not just to show HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love for Bnei Yisrael, but also to sanctify the building. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu contracted his Kedushah, his the Anan, to the spot between the Badim. That's one approach that's taken, a second approach, as it were, to, to resolving the difference of, of uh, the, the, the contradiction, seemingly, between Moshe being barred from the Mishkan and unable to go in, and then going in, as, as opposed to going in, as we find, for instance, Vayikra, Moshe, and all of Sefer Vayikra, or at least the first part of it being given there. The Bechor Shor takes a slightly different direction. The Bechor Shor, Talmud of Rabbeinu Tam, says the following, and then he goes through a bit of about syntax in Tanakh, and then he um, he continues on uh, with the uh, with his comment. He says, In other words, Vayikra'el Moshe was not just summoning; it was the permission to come in. That Moshe could not go in doesn't mean he couldn't go in at all when the cloud was there, but he couldn't go in without Kriya. That was the permission for him to come in. And he says, we have a model for that, and this fits perfectly with the Ramban's general approach of the Mishkan being a continuation of Mamad Har Sinai. That Har Sinai itself was all filled with smoke and cloud, and Moshe could not enter, and then when Hashem summoned him, he could come in. And so therefore, the read here is that the Anan was always over the whole Mishkan. It did not just then contract itself to be over the Aron, but only when HaKadosh Baruch Hu summoned Moshe, then he was able to come in. Now this Bachloket, really, between the Bechor Shor and the Rashbam, uh, really is, if you think about it, a machloket about how to read the word Veloyachol Moshe. What does Veloyachol Moshe mean? He was not capable of it, or he was not permitted to. If you say he was not permitted to, that looks like the Bechor Shor. In other words, he was not allowed to come in until Hashem said, because the Anan blocked him, and we've seen the Anan throughout Sefer Shmot, and we'll see it again in Bamidbar, really being sort of a blocking, a veil, like a masach, a curtain. Uh, and so until HaKadosh Baruch Hu summons him in, that's, that's a boundary he can't cross. Uh, 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 as opposed to the Rashbam and the Chizkuni, and really the Midrash Chachamim in another way, which Rashi quotes, the, um, the Anan made it impossible. Moshe was not capable of coming in because of that, 
and therefore it was only when the Anan contracted itself or lifted off, and therefore Moshe was able to come in uh, and to hear the Dibrot uh, and to hear the continue, continue mitzvot. And that pasuk really is the lead-in to the next Sefer, which is Sefer Vayikra, that as soon as Hashem calls him, he's able to come in. This pasuk and the following one is going to be the, the lead-in, actually these next three psukim, take us to the end of the Sefer, is really the lead-in to Sefer Bamidbar. And instead of viewing Shmot Vayikra Bamidbar as a continuum, view Shmot as sort of the base, and then Vayikra, let's say, off to one direction, and Bamidbar goes off to another direction. Sefer Shmot is both a description of the beginning of the travelogue of Bnei Yisrael, starting from Mitzrayim, getting to Yamsuf, getting to Rifidim, getting to Har Sinai, and we're at Har Sinai, and we're ready to travel. We've got our camp set up, we've got our Mishkan set up. On the other hand, uh, Sefer Shmot is a book about Matan Torah, about receiving the Torah at Har Sinai. And so the book about receiving the Torah continues in Vayikra when we get all the mitzvot, more of the mitzvot, shall we say. The book that's the travelogue skips and then picks up in Bamidbar, because when Bamidbar starts, we're at the foot of our Sinai still. We are not long after this event, at the beginning of the second year. There's a census taken, and we're ready to move on, and then we travel. And how do we travel? Pasuk Lamed Vav tells us, When the Anan lifts off of the Mishkan, then Bnei Yisrael travel in all of their travels. And then, If the Anan does not lift off, then they don't travel until it does lift off. And if you want to see something absolutely gorgeous, take a look at the commentary, to read through the commentary of Rabbeinu Avadya Seforno in Bamidbar Perik Yod, in the description of the overnight and the day and the two days and the several days and the years in which Bnei Yisrael camped based on the Anan, and how the Seforno step-by-step walks it through and describes how much this is praised for Bnei Yisrael's loyalty to Hashem and steadfastness in following the, the Anan. And the last pasuk, as follows, uh, again, really directs us towards Bamidbar. Ki, Anan Adonai al-Hamishkan yomam v'yesh laila bo. What does that mean, bo? So the Anan of Hashem is on the Mishkan during the day, and there's an esh at night in it. What's in it? So a simple read of it is that in it means inside of the cloud. Meaning in the cloud there is the um, there is the, uh, the the fire. Take a look at the chizkuni. Um, um, sorry, take a look at the Ibn Ezra in his comment. He says, V'yeshti alayla bo be'anan. Meaning, there's a cloud, and inside the cloud at night, there's a fire. Oba Mishkan, he said it could be that the fire is on the Mishkan. But he said the first comment is really the proper one, and it ends, So that means that as Bnei Yisrael are traveling, they see this cloud. However, it's not really true, because they see the cloud all the time, even when they're camped. So we have to understand that doesn't just mean when they're actually moving, but the entire process of what ends up being nearly 40 years of moving from Har Sinai all the way to Arvot Moab and into Gilgal, into Eretz Israel, is all a Masa, whether they're camped or whether they're moving 
or whether they're settled in one place even for a long time, it's all a masa. It's all travel. And therefore, they continually see the Anan over them when they're traveling. We do not hear about this Anan anymore until the dedication of the Beit HaMikdash, but not in Gilgal itself, not in Shiloh, not in the, any of the Bamot, because this Anan really is mainly a function of the travel component of the Mishkan, uh, besides the Anan coming down at the beginning as the dedication. And uh, from here, we'll hand it over to our colleagues to uh, discuss, teach, and uh, and share with you observations about Sefer Vayikra. It has truly been an honor to study the second half of Sefer Shemot with you. Everyone should have a Shabbat Shalom.